My name is Ian Slattery and welcome to the first edition of the newly launched podcast channel from Zurich. We hope that this will give a new medium in which to communicate with you all and will be of use to you. The podcast will be available to subscribe through both iOS and Android, will be available through the SoundCloud app and also directly through the investment news and blog sections on zurichlife.ie. The format of this podcast will be a market overview with a global macro perspective, followed by some commentary on how the movements have and potentially will affect Zurich Life Funds. I'm joined today by Richard Templey, our Head of Investment Development, to discuss the market movements seen so far this year. As always, this overview does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. So Richard, there was what could be considered a lot of political noise since the election, culminating in the first policy moves from the new US administration. But on an overall basis, how are markets looking? Well, uh, good morning, Ian. Um, equity markets were pretty quiet, actually, in, the, in January. Um, they were sort of the treaded water during the month. But we've got to remember that markets were very strong in November and December. Um, 4 and 3.3% returns during those two months. So the rear-end rally was primarily on the back of the US presidential election result. Uh, markets on the positive side now are waiting to see how the new administration um, fulfills its, its, its policy promises, particularly in relation to corporation tax cuts. And this is probably the key thing for the markets. For every 1% cut in corporation tax, that equates to an approximately 1% rise in US corporate profits. And the markets are thinking there could be a significant um, reduction uh, in, in, in the corporation tax rates um, when, when this finally comes through. It is interesting, of course, that uh, as profits rise, the price earnings multiple falls, and the price earnings multiple uh, is something that's a little bit high at the moment, um, so that would be a positive for the markets. Yeah. On the negative side, I think this month, um, uh, attempts to stymie policy action in the US have caused some concerns for the markets. However, overall, uh, we believe that equities remain attractively, attractively valued um, on, on a relative basis against bonds and cash. However, uh, on an absolute basis, on a price-earnings multiple basis, they're looking a little bit more expensive. As regards the bond markets, uh, January was a very poor month with the Eurozone bond market down uh, quite heavily. Uh, we believe that Eurozone bonds offer very little value and as I say they've come under pressure recently. Okay thank you for that Richard. Um, I suppose with respect to, to equity markets themselves um, where we would hold a, a strong overweight position currently, how did they perform and I suppose was there much dispersion seen regarding returns in individual sectors or geographical markets? Okay well as I said earlier on um, markets were, were little changed in, um, in January. Again, the market's looking at the US administration to see what policies are, are, are introduced. They're also, of course, looking to see um, or to estimate how many interest rate rises there might be during 2017. On another positive note, the markets were generally happy with the fourth quarter of 2016, the earnings uh, results from that quarter, which were announced throughout the month of January. And so far, um, during the earnings season, 65% of companies have beaten the uh, consensus analyst expectations for earnings per share, which is a very positive number. For revenue or top-line growth, uh, the beat rate, as we call it, was about 56%. 
And when we look at the sectors within the, um, this category, the technology sector was a standout um, area. Overall, as I say, markets were pretty flat in January. Um, and within the markets, there was sort of a mixed bag of returns from, in, in local currency terms, ranging from a positive 6.2% in Hong Kong to minus 1.9% in Ireland. The strong move in Hong Kong uh, was due to more positive sentiment in China regarding economic growth, as well as a, a weaker US dollar. Generally speaking, uh, as regards sectors, economically sensitive areas such as materials, technology and consumer discretionary stocks outperformed uh, in January, while again some of the bond proxy areas such as telecoms and real estate underperformed. The worst performing sector during January was the energy sector, uh, which had performed very well last year, and there we saw some profit taking. Thanks for that. So would it be fair to say, irrespective of some of the, the noise in the market, markets did continue to grind higher over the month, even albeit on a, on a, on a lower basis? Yes, I think there's still quite a, a bit of um, optimism regarding equity. Certainly our positions are um, very much overweight equities. Um, in most of the markets, uh, the only underweight position we have is in UK equities. But um, for the reasons I've mentioned, um, the fact that equities look better value than bonds, we're expecting corporation tax cuts at some point during the year, uh, and we've seen reasonably strong earnings growth, we remain positive on equities. Okay, so I suppose we've kind of spoken slightly about bonds and interest rates, so if we turn our attention to them, um, there was much talk in the back end of 2016 surrounding interest rate policy and the prospect for fixed income investments, and we've been quite uh, forthright in our views on that. How has that played out so far in 2017? Okay, well in January, as I mentioned earlier on, the, um, the, the main bond index, that's not us now, but the sort of the passive index, um, fell by over 3%, which is a pretty hefty, hefty fall. And when you look back over the last four months, uh, bonds are down, the bond index is down nearly 8%, mm -hmm. which for bond markets is, is a significant fall. Uh, I think most of, 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 of our, our clients would, would realise that we are very much underweight government bonds and we're also very much lower duration than benchmark uh, in, in our bond portfolios. So this move down in bond prices during January particularly uh, has helped our, our fund performance. Um, when we look at sort of the specific reasons for the poor performance um, in January, it's probably related to the fact that there are some general election concerns in Italy and France. But overall, um, we are concerned about government bonds given the fact that rates are very low, there's very little value in Eurozone government bonds, and from a global perspective, we're seeing an environment of higher US interest rates possibly a reflationary U.S. economic policy. And both of those um, conditions would not be supportive of bonds. And I suppose while we saw uh, a Federal Reserve meeting in January as well, um, what are the expectations for the market for U.S. rate rises in 2017? And, and did that meeting do anything to change that? Uh, well, um, at the moment, the, the markets are expecting two more rate rises in 2017 of 25 basis points each, or 0.25%. Uh, the Federal Reserve is actually hinting at maybe two or perhaps three uh, rate rises. So we do expect rate rises um, during the year in the US. In, in the Eurozone, uh, given 
market or economic conditions, we, we don't expect rates to rise from their ultra-low levels, which we currently have for, for at least 18 months. Um, as active investors, we, we are always considering currency movements as part of our investment process, um, and currency exchange rates can have a, a big effect on asset class returns. And, and also, we, we do hold a number of alternative investments in our active asset allocation and Prisma fund range. How has the, the global macroeconomic background as we've come into 2017 affected both currency movements and also some of the main commodities? Yeah. Okay, we're maybe talking about commodities first and then currencies. Yeah. Um, commodity prices uh, were down marginally during the month, but they were very strong in 2016. Um, commodity prices, of course, are very heavily influenced by um, the prospect for economic growth yes. or decline. Um, and as the economic conditions improved during 2016, a number of commodities uh, actually performed very strongly. But for the month of January, they were, they were down marginally. Um, and uh, the main commodity that markets look at would be the oil price, which was off about 2% in January. Um, there are plans by OPEC to cut oil supplies quite significantly. And there were just some niggling concerns over the, the level of, of cuts and that caused the oil price to come off. We've got to remember that the oil price was up 50% during a very volatile year, but 50% during 2016. And it's, it's worth noting, I suppose, that the negotiations within OPEC are, are quite intricate and that there's a lot, lot to get through there from that perspective for them. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, just moving on to a couple of the other commodities. Um, <clears throat> the gold price um, was uh, up strongly again uh, during January to $1,209 per troy ounce. And uh, we've got to remember that gold also was up last year by about 8.6%. Another commodity performing very well, and we have um, this commodity in, in a number of our multi-asset funds, uh, the copper price was up nearly 9% in January, and it's been rallying very well since the middle of October of last year, and it's up about 30% um, since mid-October. Mid as far as currencies, the euro was uh, strong uh, against the US dollar during the month, uh, and that of course meant that some of our investments outside the eurozone were not as good as uh, the local currency returns. However, um, given the fact we do have these general elections coming up in a number of eurozone countries, that may put some pressure on the euro currency in, in the short to medium term. Thanks for that, Richard. Uh, just looking to our own positioning and fund performance now, uh, with an eye in bringing some of these global views back to our own activity and funds, what's the current market view from Zurich Investments and how has this been developing over the last while? Ian, um, well, firstly, we, we do anticipate uh, further volatility in markets during 2017, but on balance, we think that equities are likely to give um, better returns than a number of other asset classes. We increased the equity content in our multi-asset funds quite significantly in the late summer, early autumn of last year, uh, and that paid huge dividends for our funds as regards absolute performance and relative performance against our competition. So our funds performed extremely well during the, particularly the fourth quarter of, of 2016. During January, we maintained that overweight position in equities in our multi-asset funds, and that was done at the expense of our position in Eurozone government bonds where we have a significant underweight position. And that's based on the relative value argument that equities 
yield a lot more than uh, other asset classes, particularly bonds uh, and cash. And that underweight position in bonds, as I mentioned earlier on during January, uh, was of benefit to our, to our multi-asset funds on, on, on a relative basis. Uh, as regards our country and sector positions, they were maintained um, broadly the same as in, in, at the end of last year. Um, we are overweight most, as regards the equities, we're, we're overweight most countries um, around the world, with the exception of the UK market where we're underweight. And as regards uh, sector weightings, again, um, we've been moving um, in and out, as we always do, because we're active managers, we've been moving in and out of different sectors. Um, we're slightly more defensive than we were a couple of months ago. During the strong rally in two, the end of 2016, we would have had an overweight position in more um, economically sensitive cyclical areas, um, particularly areas like technology and financials, which perform very well. We've just taken some profits in a couple of these areas, and we're more balanced now as regards our overall, overall sector positions. Thank you, Richard. Uh, well, that's all from us today, and thank you for your time. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from ourselves here at Zurich, and please feel free to get in touch with myself, Ian Slattery, or one of my Zurich colleagues with any comments or suggestions. As always, to find out more about our range of funds and investment news, please visit zurichlife.ie. So thank you again from Richard and me, and we hope that you'll join us for our next Zurich podcast. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. If you invest in this fund, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. In Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.